This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Happy motherfucking Friday! Welcome to another episode of After 9. Oh, my voice almost cracked there. I feel You're, like... Are I- you losing your voice? A little bit. I don't You're know. Not sick, are you? We, but no, I don't think so. I I take two cold effects every day. I take an emergency oh, every day. Those are great. They were great. It's a yeah. thousand milligrams of vitamin C. The last time that my both of my girls were sick, I I, I had those for like two three days in a row while they were sick because I'm thinking I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get sick. I never got sick, and I'm going to credit them for the time being. And maybe it was just my immunity. I don't know to whatever they had, but I'm going to credit uh, emergency. I would highly recommend it. I take emergency every day. And I think it's great, and I haven't gotten sick so far, knock on wood, although I'm acutely aware of the fact that everybody around me is sick. <laughs> I actually think that this is a product of we're just working a ton. I mean, and yeah. you're doing more than me because you do interviews all freaking day. Oh, my God. Yesterday was another day. Did you do more yesterday? I had, to, by the way, I had, okay, I, I know it's a competitor of our, of our in a way, like whatever. It's, it's run by Bell Media. We are with Chorus. But I, I had a great conversation yesterday with Tyrone from eTalk. I love that guy. Oh, nice. like we just had a really good convo, like both off rec- record, if you will, and on record, which will be airing on eTalk eventually. I don't even know what it airs. Isn't that bad? I forgot to ask. But um, he, he's just so great. He's just a really positive guy. And I've been watching him for a long time. We haven't had the chance to meet face to face, although he swears we have. But I'm like, I don't remember unless it was like a CMW event that I can't. I, I, I drank too much at. I don't. I don't remember. But anyway, it was it was really good. So I'm having fun with a lot of them, honestly. But I gave myself the day off because girls got to shop. I, I got to get groceries. Like I have shit to do. So my regularly scheduled like life is basically Fridays now, it seems, because uh, I'm giving myself Fridays. Okay, well, that's good. I mean, between the two of us, we've got the podcast every day. And the podcast and, and, and two our show. Radio yeah, two shows. radio shows. Jesus. It's, uh, it's a lot. We actually had a listener ask, um, and maybe I'll save this question for when Dave is in. He will be joining us, by the way. He's just a very busy manager of many things, and he juggles a lot, so he's busy with things, but he will come, pop in, I believe. Um, but a, a listener asked a question about us uh, to us about our voice and how we take care of it on that note. So uh. so maybe we'll ask Dave, because I'm curious if Dave, who isn't on air as much now that he's uh, in the managerial position <laughs> that he's in, but I'm wondering if he has any tips and tricks if he, because he does, he still sometimes does uh, a lot of MC gigs, right? Sure. That's yeah. what gets me. But yeah, anyway. He, he we'll still does, does the bars. He I, still does the bars. Yes. I'm retired from that. Oh my gosh. People I ask me all the time. No. Hey, are you at any clubs this weekend? No, not for like three years. <laughs> I haven't even been to one. So. so if somebody offered you a gig that was like, let's just say it was like the perfect gig of close to home and decent money, because let's face it, those are like the top two good qualities of a club gig. You wouldn't do it or well, just like on the occasion, but not a standard every week thing. Yeah, I don't plan on doing any unless uh, it's great money. But I mean, hey, ask yourself how you're marketing, right? I mean, if you're just handing out flyers or 
whatever. I mean, open the doors and see what happens. If you want a, a name with an experience that people will actually go to see, then you hire somebody like me or Dave or whomever. There's yeah. any number of them. Yeah, you guys are great at it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. We have a lot to get to in this episode of After 9, and I want to start off with a very familiar topic, but a different angle on it. Tipping. I'm going to play you a video. It was posted on TikTok, I believe, maybe Instagram. It's a woman complaining about Uber Eats oh. and the tipping there. Oh, I'm going to play the video and we'll talk about it afterwards. It's in three parts. So be patient. I think this is going to be about a minute and a half. I do Uber Eats and DoorDash. And this is the first time this has ever happened to me. There's a lot of people who are like, you didn't know about this? It happens all the time. No, I didn't know about this because obviously I wasn't getting those kind of dick of customers. But anyways, I guess I finally got one. So the other day I was doing Uber Eats and I got an order for $15. It was about a three to four mile radius. So I was like, sure, let's do it. A dollar per mile is the way I do it. So I hopped on it. I went to the merchant. I grabbed what she wanted me to. And then I looked at the notes. They said, can you get a whole heaping handful of ketchup, two things of water, a bunch of sauces and a bunch of napkins and straws? Uh, if you do Uber Eats and DoorDash, uh, I'll go to the next video. And he came over and started flirting with me. Weird flex, but okay. And he was like, yeah, I can get all that for you. And I said, thanks. I got her her shit, left, got to her house. And she was outside waiting. I handed her food, piping hot, everything in the bag that she asked for, two whole things of waters. And she said, thank you. I said, you're welcome. Everything's in the bag. It's all hot. Everything's good to go. And I appreciate you for the tip. She smiled and said, have a good day. I left. I waited about an hour to see what my earnings were because it gives them an hour to up the tip. But I had no clue that you could take it away. But what? Anyways, mm-hmm. After that hour went by, I looked at my earnings and I did not make $15 off of that order. You know what I made? $2 through the feed because I haven't been on it in a while. And I realized there's people on there complaining about tip baiters. I read through and I was like, wow, this sounds like what just happened to me. So I messaged a couple people and they were like, yeah, it's definitely a thing. They do it all the time. So you mean to tell me I went the extra fucking mile for this customer like I do every other customer and they do me like that? I had to deal with a guy gawking about my eyes and my lips and how if I wasn't married, he would shoot his shot for that. Are you fucking kidding me? I am always nice. I am always respectful. I do everything I can for these customers and I make sure that they get their food hot. I get there before the time I have to drop it off. Always with a smile on my face, always wishing them the best on their day. But the fact that these people are literally tip baiting to get their fucking Mm -hmm. way and then taking it right back, oh, Mm -mm. that's ballsy. Wow. Isn't it? Okay, first of all, I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah. Is it like that on all of them or just specifically Uber Eats? No, I believe it is like that on all of them. For those who couldn't understand what happened, basically you place your order, and I've never liked this feature about it, but you put in the tip in advance. And I would prefer to determine the tip based on the service I get. Cause while 90% of my orders have been accurate and on time and the food was hot and great, there's some that take like two hours. And then you end up having to fight with Uber eats to try and get your money back or to try and get a new order sent to your house. Mm. So I would prefer to tip after not an option in this particular case, or you can, but it wants the tip up front. So what people will do is they'll say, Hey, $15 tip for this order. So a driver sees, oh, that's a great tip. All right, I'm going to take that order. I'm going to pick that one up. I'm going to make some money. 
And then after they deliver the order, the person goes in and deletes the tip. That is like, that is not right. Now, if something was absolutely wrong with, because she did everything right and, ma- and went above and beyond to make sure she got those extra things, I think. So th- I think you should have to at least do a minimum, like uh, like $2 or it was $2 a minimum. I don't know. But for me, I'll always do a top up. I have no problem doing top up. That's usually how I, I do things. So I'll hit 18%, but I'll do a top up of 20, 20, sometimes more. It depends but if that person is is quick with the order, they they follow instructions. Um, yeah, I, I'm great with that. I had no idea you can take money back. I don't I don't like that. That is total baiting. That's not fair. No, I don't think that's right at all. So if you do commit to a tip, say you're going to tip five bucks on this order, should you be allowed to pull it back? Because I think that's where the drivers would like to see this go because there are assholes out there doing shit just like that. And you're right. It's unfair. It's mean. And if you do do that, if you tip baited intentionally just to get good service with no intention of actually leaving a tip, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. That's just awful. You should be flagged at least. Like, I wish almost internally they could have a flagging system for themselves to let people know. And it's, it's I know there's people here that hear that that hate that because they think, okay, so I give 15%, so I'm going to get flagged because people are supposed to give 20. No, I'm not saying that at all. But for the people who tip bait like that, yeah, you should be flagged. Uh, maybe she should go to Uber Eats and ask, but I bet you they're going to say there's nothing we can do about that. That's just like, what a shame that is. Mm-hmm. What a shame. And now you have to be weary if you take an order, if you take a, a, a on a drive, a client, Based on tip, you got to be weary of that. Now, I don't really like the thought of them just taking people up on tip generally, but I understand, of course, for the amount of work that you do, you need to make sure you get get paid enough for it. Uh, That's really frustrating. Anyway, if you are someone who does this and did not realize that there is an actual person on the other end of that who just got screwed over, uh, don't do that anymore because it's really not a kind or nice thing to do. Stop it. Stop, stop, stop it. Where are we at with the uh, school strike? Oh. <laughs> are, you, are, your, are your girls affected by this? Yeah. My, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the schools are going to be closed. Um, from what we're looking at, I mean, they're supposed to be meeting every day. Um, where that's going to go, I don't know. But the more I learn about it, the more frustrating, frustrating it is. Um, because a lot of people are saying it wasn't exactly what they initially had said that they were asking for. Um, QP, I mean... Uh, Will the government come out at some point this weekend and speak? Stephen Lecce, Ford, either? I don't know. Do we have anything set in stone there? Not that I know of. Um, Do you want to play a bit of the BT rant? Because it seems to be going somewhat viral. It's got a lot of attention. You know, and we played, you know, I think we played Sid on the the podcast before. Um, I'm not sure if it was when he was at BT or if he was elsewhere at the time at Sportsnet. But uh, Sid had a good rant based on what a lot of people are saying. Uh, I think we should hear him out. Mayor, please, of the protest before I get into this? Thank you. Um, I, am, I am the last guy who carries water for Stephen Lecce and Doug Ford. I think I've established that, mm-hmm. okay? I want to read from QP's statement yesterday because, now correct me if I'm wrong, D. The biggest issue here, and the only issue I've heard for months, which I agree with, are people making 39000 a year who need more in this inflation-infused economy that we're living in. Yes, rightfully so. I 100% agree with that. So yesterday, QP, in their statement, says, we were able to reach middle ground with the Ford government and the Council of Trustees Associations on wages. I'm going to say that again. We were able to reach middle ground with the Ford government on wages. Despite the progress, 
The government refused to invest in services that students need. I have not heard a single person at any CUPE news conference or interview highlight the services that students need for six weeks, okay? It's been about wages, which is the toughest part of any negotiation, as you know, as mm -hmm. I know. And apparently the government's at 3.6%, which I still don't think is enough, but according to CUPE, that's middle ground. Their words, not mine. I got a message for CUPE right now. Bill 28 was repealed as it should have been. Yep. You have the rights to negotiate, which, which I hope continue, mm -hmm. okay? You, you have reached the middle ground, CUPE's words, not mine, on money. The hardest thing in any negotiation. Hardest. Be very careful striking Monday. Be very careful. Because parents understand constitutional rights, as I did. Now, if you're allowed to negotiate and you've reached middle ground on Monday, you better have a damn good reason for parents in this province why that's going to happen again Monday. Because I didn't hear one yesterday. I, I heard, I'm starting to get the feeling that Laura Walton and, and everyone, they're really liking the press conference world mm. lately. And it might look a lot different this time around. And I'm not really sure where this is going if you found middle ground on money. Now, I understand there are a lot of services in this province that need to be fixed yes. when it comes to kids. But I got to tell you something. Liberal governments have cut for decades. Conservative governments have cut for decades. You are not fixing this in one negotiation. I got news for you. So if it's really about the kids, they, they better be in school Monday or you're going to lose parents. You got a lot of cachet. Don't overplay it. Don't overplay it. If you didn't agree on money, I wouldn't be saying this today. Right. In QP's statement yesterday, we have found middle ground. Make sure kids are in school and keep negotiating. To that point, you're right. Parents, the majority in these polls are saying, of course. And we're good. Uh, Dave yeah, joins well us now on this episode of After 9. Dave, we were just listening to Sid Sexero from Breakfast Television talking about the teacher strike on Monday. And the gist of what he said was the teachers, sorry, the education workers, the CUPE members, those 55,000, uh, most people sided with them when it was about money and when Doug used the notwithstanding clause because Doug is addicted to the notwithstanding clause. And, and people were behind the union. But if they have now come to an agreement on wages, the hardest part in any negotiation, and they're willing to strike on the other stuff that nobody had heard anything about until Tuesday, then they're going to lose the room and they're going to lose the support of parents. I tend to think he's probably got a point. First thing is I would love to see one of the episodes of my strange addiction on TLC be Doug uh, being addicted to the notwithstanding Just clause. trying to not use yeah. it? You know how there's the people that like eat couch cushions and things like that? <laughs> I would love to see that episode. I think that'd be fun. Um, here's here's my take on this. I, I think it's, I love Sid and I think it's a little, it's a little unfair because this isn't something that is decided upon by the court of public opinion and not every part of every negotiation and not every detail is public. And did the union do a bad job of telling people what the whole story was? I don't know, maybe, but does everybody need to know every single detail? Because people, they tend to gloss over details when it, it isn't exactly laid out in the clearest and easiest way for them to understand. Well, Kat and I got a call on our morning radio show just the other day from someone who's a member of QB and someone who will be walking the picket lines come Monday if there's no agreement by five o'clock Sunday. 
And what that person said was, because I said, listen, I I don't understand. Like, this was about money, and you were saying 11.7% or bust, and the government was offering 2.5%. The government came up to 3.9%, and you guys said, deal. And then we started hearing on Tuesday about other things like extra hours and hiring more staff and things like that. And and personally, I don't understand that because I don't know why the union thinks it's their job to decide staffing Mm -hmm. levels in a building that they don't run or own. They're just employees. I have no say in the staffing levels here either. And and that would never be part of my agreement. But you're right. For whatever reason, they want (laughs) to they want to not just work in the schools. They want to run them as well. So in this case, I said, why had we not heard anything about that before Tuesday? And she said, well, it's a negotiation. You go through one item, Mm -hmm. then you move on to the next. Well, by that math, because even Stephen Lecce said, I didn't know any of this before now. And again, on Tuesday, I have to think that if they dropped this on him on Tuesday and he said no, and they announced the strike Wednesday morning, this was a, a decision made within 12 hours over something that was completely out of left field. I don't blame the parents for being a little concerned and asking, what the hell is going on here? I sure. thought this was about money. Sure. Uh, here's the other thing, though. I don't know if I buy that Stephen Lecce did not know. I, I, I don't know. That, Do that you buy that it was in it, but he never read it? Because of that, yeah, I believe. That I believe, absolutely. I don't know. I, I, yeah, this is hard. This is really tough because, I, like I said, I think there are many different layers to it. And if they're going item by item, let's say they agreed on the one one thing. Uh, whether it be the you know the annual pay increases or, or percentages and things like that, that was agreed upon, but that wasn't the whole kit and caboodle. But when you're impacting so many families and so many parents, myself included, do you not want to let everybody know very clearly all of your sticking points? Because this is clearly a sticking point. Hence why well, strike action might commence. Maybe. So why wouldn't you let it be clear? And I think that we do deserve to know. I do think that those details are relevant to me, who now has to figure out what to do with my daughter come Monday again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This comes back at the end of the day. This is going to come back to how the parents have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's that's the frustration for all for everybody because they don't have those answers. Not everybody has the answer. Oh, yeah, we can get we can get Nana to watch the kids. Everything's fine. We don't care. It's not a big deal. Not like that for everybody. No. It's so not. Th- th- but this is this is where you got to be careful because is it about the convenience or is it about what you truly believe is right for what they're asking? Right. And people that get inconvenienced are very quick to turn and it's like all of a sudden, well, no, then I don't agree with you. You've made my life difficult. And it's like, well, is that, was that really what this was about to begin with? Because if that's the case, then the government just can stand back and just go, go ahead, threaten a strike. Let's see how this goes for you. There does seem to be a lot of pushback lately. And it's not just in this case. And it's not just in Ontario. There seems to be a bit of a movement where employers are pushing back against employee demands. You'll probably recall it was only six months ago that the entire business world was talking about how it's an employee's market. Employees can write their own ticket. They can walk in and demand raises and say, and I want to work from home and I want this, this, this and that. And employers were doing it just to hang on to staff. Now it seems like, particularly in the union areas, there is a lot of pushback. You've got the Ford government pushing back against the CUPE union. You've got Starbucks ready to push back against their unionized employees because they decided to strike on Red Cup Day, one of their busiest days of the year. Uh, Even Elon Musk is getting in it, and he's telling his employees, here's the way it is. You need to be back in the office. You're going to do a full 40-hour work week. You're going to give us 110%, and if you don't like it, Click this button to resign. 
Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that we didn't hear anything like that over the last six months. That's only just starting to evolve. It's the employer trying to take back that job market. Have you had a chance to talk a lot about Elon this week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about it quite a bit earlier today. Here's what I don't understand about the Elon thing is why everybody is so quick to start planning the funeral. It's amazing how many people are saying, well, Twitter's fucked. Probably going to be the last day for Twitter. Sending out my last tweet right now because all the staff quit. Don't think for a second that literally one of the smartest men on earth, the guy who figured out without NASA how to put people and stuff in space, the guy who invented an electric car that drives itself, the guy who came up with all those things, don't think for a second that he dropped $44 billion on something to run it into the ground in a month. Well, that's what, and that's the exact theory, by the way. That's what a lot of people are theorizing. Because he hated Twitter. Because he hated Twitter. That was the truth, but he used it a lot. So it was a love-hate relationship. And if you have the money and the means. How many times did he say, if I had the money, I'd sink it? Yes. If I own this thing, I would sink it. He has said it. Yeah. I mean, so, so, so there is absolute, like, I understand why people do theorize that this is the reason why he bought Twitter, to, to basically just make it explode. I actually think that, that that's a possibility. However, I don't know. He was tweeting out that I'm, who knows these numbers other than him. So could he make it up? Maybe. But he was claiming that more people have joined Twitter in this short amount of time than they've had in years and years and years. I believe that. When have you heard really? this much about Twitter in the last yeah, 10, 15 years? I think people years? are joining it a curiosity, right? To see what happens maybe. If maybe who, the, those who hadn't jumped on it previous. I, I don't know if there's truth to it. Again, that's what Elon is saying. It's and like I, rowing I, by the Titanic and going, I'm going to jump on exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> let's just see, how, let's just already, see how this goes. Yeah, while it's already sinking. We know it's going down. But no, I, I don't know if it's necessarily that it's going to go down either. We also know that he does plan to hand it over to someone. He is not going to be running the show there and able to do the SpaceX and Tesla thing all at the same time. So he is hiring, but that person will have the same vision as he does. Well, let me ask you this, Scott. What's the thing that you would say you are the absolute best at? Like for your like your skill set, the thing that you are the best at? E. Um, mm. So many Christmas- are running through his mind right now. <laughs> Putting and trying to narrow it down. Like, can I go by category? Or- no, yeah, right. I, uh, I I think I'm pretty good at broadcasting. I think I'm really good at putting up Christmas lights. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. And no, no, like that's a bona fide. There's I'm people not making money off not, that shit. But yes, there like is. Seven hundred bucks. I know. Have somebody put up your Christmas Someone lights? Came to my house asking if we were interested. Like, there's a business doing it like door to door now. I anyway. like that. I do. I do appreciate cool. that because I, I don't want to do it. I've yep. procrastinated. Yep. Um, it's and- dangerous too. That's my. That's my thing. I'm like, it's dangerous. Scott's camera roll is probably like 55 pictures of the front of his house. <laughs> yeah. That's legit. So the Dark, reason, twilight, yeah, sunrise. Beautiful. So the, the reason I ask you that is because I, I think you are an incredible broadcaster and clearly very good at putting up lights. Thank you. But if I turned over a business that you have absolutely no experience in and said, well, you're good at this. You sh- you're probably going to be good at this. I think Elon sucks at, at the social media thing. I think he's terrible. Oh, at interesting. Yeah. Would, would this be like if all of a sudden through some weird set of circumstances, I own the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Huge fan of the Buffalo Bills, but ah, I know nothing about running a pro that sports is team. Perfect. That's a perfect analogy. If I handed over the Bills to you today, Get Pagula on the phone. Yeah, right. I Let's make it happen right now. I don't know that you'd be good at running this right, team. Right, um, Yeah, so, I hear what you're saying. So these people who have built the platform for mm-hmm. Twitter and have worked for years uh, to perfect it or to craft it or to try to make it better every day, um, now they have their own problems and that's a different story altogether. But um, Elon walks in and has no idea what he's talking about. He starts making these ridiculous sorry. decrees. And we've all been in broadcasting. Have we not had that happen before with a, a new boss comes in that you think, what are you doing? Yes. Like, 
Uh-huh. We don't have to name any names or anything, but I can oh, remember. I, some names. I can remember. <laughs> I can remember a time where I went, "You're leading us." Like, okay, this is going to be a different place now. So it's kind of similar when someone comes in and has a different vision than you, and you had already worked at that place for a while, and you knew you were on a certain path, and then they were like, "You know what? Change everything you do." Yeah, he comes like, in and he's swinging his junk around. I and people understand. Are like, Sorry, man, I'm not interested in I, living yeah, like this. Yeah, but that's the way he is, and I think there's also nothing wrong with that. I mean, he bought it fair and square, if you will. He can set the rules. Um, he doesn't like the old willy nilly. I'll come in at you know ten forty five a.m. and I'll leave at two p.m. just because I'm done for the day. Here. Yeah, like he's not interested in that. That's not how he operates. So again, if you don't like it, you figure something else out because there's really nothing you can do. And that's what some of these people have opted to do. He's also very publicly changed his mind more often than he's changed his underwear. Mm-hmm. You know, like about big things. This yeah. Twitter blue thing, what a disaster that was. Yeah, well, they didn't think that through. No, but that was his his brainchild was how he, he was going to completely uh, revamp the way people looked at Twitter and looked at uh, profiles and, and verification status and, and knowing the difference between somebody buying a check mark and somebody earning one because of mm-hmm. who they are and the credibility that they have. He botched that. Mm -hmm. You can make a self-driving car. God bless you. Very good. But you're not good at this. But arguably, maybe he's really good at the vision, just terrible at the execution. Yeah. And I imagine I would love to see social media at a place where everyone is verified so that when I get a tweet from whatever account, I know it's a person and not a bot. That, I think, would be very useful on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of them. Sure. Uh, Yes. You also have to be able to see them and know what the difference is between a bot and a a person. Sure. You know, usually you can tell. Yeah. And we don't honestly have the time. (laughs) User 34977 is a cat is a piece of crap. (laughs) Oh, I really take that to heart. (laughs) That's real. Yeah. uh, Word bunch of numbers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cool title. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I I just think it's... uh, He's out of his element with this. I think he really, this is not his world. And I think that he is, he's making a real mess out of this. See, and I got to think that there's a bigger plan. I'd like I have to, to be, think but I don't that believe it. I, I'm, okay, so put it this way. Where will Twitter be on January the 5th, 2023? Is it going to be a thriving social media company? Is it going to be for Ooh, sale? That's too soon though. I think we got to so? go a little, I think, yeah, I think well, this is going to need a little more time for him to settle. I mean, just because like I mentioned, he's not going to be leading this. He is going to hire somebody else to lead it in-house wise. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So he needs time to figure out who that is. I have no doubt in my mind. He's got connections. So he's already speaking with people who he's either going to steal from elsewhere or he knows someone. Can I also throw in that when it comes to Tesla, SpaceX and all that other stuff, he might, like you said, he might be a great visionary, but he, I don't think he was the guy in the lab doing it. And making it all happen. He like, might know how to hire the right people. Yeah. Like, you got to give a, a little benef- benefit of the doubt sure. there. That's a skill in, in, right? in and of itself. Sure. So if he's got those connections that can lead this platform to a better place. And maybe the blue ver- the Twitter blue thing, although it sounds silly to pay $8 to get verified. I don't think it's that far off. I think a lot of people will do it. There's a lot of people on there that have been begging to be verified that don't have the correct, uh, you know, aren't the check the boxes to get the verification like we have in media, right? There's a lot of people who are begging for it. Our check mark will just be a different color. So you'll know, yes, that's Scott Fox I'm talking to. His check is gray. So I know he's in media. Hey, Twitter blue user. So they purchased. Like, that's the way I see it. The Twitter blue thing, like you you bought that. Mm-hmm. I don't see it as a really good thing no. unless we're talking about that they're also going to have the authenticity mark on it. Official? So, official mark. So that would be like the major media, just, just if I'm thinking media, those would be like the major media outlets or broadcast networks, for example, that would have that an authorized 
you know, patch on their thing too. But I, I don't mind it. Like, I don't think it's a bad idea. And I think they'll make some money off of people being like, oh, fuck, eight bucks a month. Yeah, sure. I'll do that just to get a check mark. You guys just went through this with that Facebook scam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, you yeah. just went through this. Did we talk about that on the podcast? I don't know. I know we did on air. I know we did on air, but I don't know if we did in the podcast. But there was a scammy account that was going around asking for uh, listeners' credit card information to win prizes or something. Finally got taken down, but who's to stop them from doing it again? And, and I think most people are smart enough to realize, okay, that's a scam. If they want my credit card info, that's a scam. But even if one person falls yeah. for it, it pisses me off. Yeah. And these people are scoundrels. Yeah. They have no shame, no morals. They're garbage. Trying to create fake accounts just to try and scam somebody out of, what, a couple hundred bucks? Get out of here. Mm-hmm. That's real Mickey Mouse shit. And that's... Rob a bank like normal criminals. <laughs> that's right. Go, <laughs> go out there and commit a real crime. Um, that, But that is a great example of your identities being used. Yeah. Right? It wasn't a verified page. You guys are verified. Mm-hmm. So if everybody gets the chance to be verified because they paid for it what's the point of that? That's not a status anymore. Right. Like right. You, you pay for a, a check mark. I could pay for a check mark and then scam somebody. It, yeah. it just doesn't, it, to me, that's a terrible, terrible way to go about mm, this. Yeah. And it, it ruins it, the point of having it. We'll see what happens because they pushed the date too. It was initially, it was supposed to start already or very soon, but now it's to the end of the month, I think. Yeah. Um, November 29th or something like that. So we'll see because I feel like a lot of changes could happen between now and then. Going to blow through a whole bunch of stories. You guys can weigh in on these if you want, but you don't have to. But I'm also conscious of the clock, and we're almost at time. A massive generational November winter storm is descending on Buffalo, New York right now that will bring about 150 centimeters or one and a half meters of snow to the asshole of New York. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I love it. It's amazing because it's not here. And I love Buffalo. I really do. I'm one of the few people that legitimately likes Buffalo. And, And I remember when Buffalo, when I was growing up, watching the news, it was always Eyewitness News Channel 4, fucking fires in Tonawanda, fires yeah. in Lackawanna, and go on and on and on. Now Buffalo is no longer the arson capital. Now it's the snow capital. <laughs> and this one has got all the whole length of Lake Erie to build up lake effect, and it's just going to drop as soon as it hits land, which is over Buffalo. How special was it back in the day to get the Salino and Barnes commercials? Oh, right. you know, Salino, I think, are they still doing their thing or did they separate? They separated. They separated, Salino they? and Barnes do their own thing. Drama. Now. Yeah, Salino Law. And like, it's very weird. It's um, strange. And then to get, uh, <laughs> oh, what's another There's one? There's a few of them. Oh, yeah. I used to love uh, the Gambino Ford. Yes. Because they would have like, uh, you know, one of the, the, uh, the car salesmen would come up and would read it. Or sometimes it would be one of the gambinos who, who reads it and it was always just so it's so bad it's good mm-hmm. you know they're like we have the brand new ford focus you should come and get it hot dogs for the kids and free balloons for mom <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i want to go just for the hot dogs i don't know <laughs> come by pat gambino ford balloons for mom. that was that was the line i always remembered hot dogs for the kids and free balloons for mom <laughs> And I remember standing outside of Bill's game once talking to a couple of girls who were like, you have funny accents. And I was yeah. like, we have accents. Yeah. I was like, are you hearing yourself? And oh. she's like, we don't have accents. I'm like, where are you from? She's like, Tanoanda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Izzy, are you from North Tanoanda? Wow. Oh, I loved it. So, incredible. so much. Lockport Gambino Ford. That's great. The uh, the amount of snow, though, I mean, it's a lot. For perspective, <laughs> last year, you remember we had that like three-day snowstorm yes. in Toronto? 
We got 62 centimeters in three days, and the city was shut down for a week. Remember, they were bringing in dump trucks, and it mm-hmm. took them weeks to clear the snow, and half of it got dumped in Lake Ontario. Half of it's like probably still there in Christie Pits. It was fucking awful. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> they've been playing baseball over top of it for five years. <laughs> It's like when they build a golf course over a dump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that was 60 centimeters. We're going to get more than double that amount in Buffalo in three days. And I just don't know what that even looks like. Is it wrong that I kind of want to go? Like, it's I know weird. I don't want to be part of the problem, but I kind of want to go to Buffalo this weekend Why? just to see how bad it is. Uh, Why would you want to do that? Morbid Why? curiosity, I guess. Like, but it's just, it's, you know exactly what it's going to be. Like, fuck, why did I do this? This is a lot of snow. How okay. do I get out of here? I can't get back. Let me tell you why. Because people do all the shit for the gram and to get that, that awesome photo. I want the story. Like when my kids have got kids and I'm a, an old man that's just reminiscent about the past and the story of the great 2022 storm in Buffalo that dropped four feet of snow comes up, I want to be able to say, I was there. What's that Buffalo I News Channel? Maybe you could give them a call. That also aired on that set. Whatever it was. That's actually the kids some sh- and free balloons <laughs> from out. News Action 7. News Action 7. Maybe you should give them a call. Be like, I'll be your reporter on the scene. Dave's not wrong, though. Like, when they have all those regular salespeople from the dealership doing commercials, some of them are like that. And then you get others that are just like Joe Blow that really has no business in front of a camera. He's like, hey, yeah, we got cars. Come on down here. Buy a- just come on down and buy a car. Yeah, come on, you know you want a car. Yeah. Grab yourself a deal. And then you watch and you go, was that the best take? I'll give you a good really deal. It? We've got the Ford Escape. <laughs> and it's friggin' awesome. Come and get one. <laughs> and say hi to mom. Um, by the way, what can I mom just, wants a balloon, by the way, yeah. I'd be like, you take like, wh- why would it be for me? Free balloons for mom. I and you hand that. over a balloon to mom and mom's like, what the fuck? I want nothing to do with this balloon. <laughs> so you're talking about wanting to experience extreme weather, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just did. Oh, that's right. You were in a hurricane. Oh, you did. Dave, you got to tell us about that a yeah. little bit more. Yeah, please. So went on my baby. Why balloon. was that vacation so cheap? <laughs> <laughs> well, so we're not in hurricane season anymore in the Caribbean, but they were hit with the latest tropical storm on record that they've ever had this was last week hurricane nicole swung through the bahamas while i was there and we got sideswiped by it so we didn't even get the eye of this storm but it hit about an hour and a half after we landed oh <laughs> so, boy oh my like, god what great timing so so was it sunny when you got there or was it yeah. just like overcast and cloud uh it, it was cloudy but the clouds were moving and they were moving pretty fast and it was hot it was hot. It was mm-hmm. you know, high 20s, I think. So uh, we get to the resort and then we can start to see everything kind of clouding over. And we're like, mm, OK, this this look, this is clouds I've never seen before. And had you researched in advance to know that there's a possibility a hurricane could hit? Or were you just when you landed, you thought, what the fuck's everybody running? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> is everyone carrying water bottles? Going the other going? Way. Yeah. Uh, so we knew, I think, two days before that there was a potential for bad weather. But at that point, there was nothing we could really do as far as like, we could mm-hmm. cancel, I guess. But we were like, oh, for a potential, why would you we're do not that, sure. Right? And then as we were getting there, like, OK, it's a little more imminent. It's more likely that it's going to hit Wednesday ish. And we were going, coming in on Tuesday and then it bumped ahead and, and was like, oh, you're going to get it Tuesday. So we get there, get to the resort, get checked in. Everything's good. And then we're watching the skies and we're going, "Ooh, this is a first of all, a different color. And the clouds are moving in ways I've never seen before. The sky is purple. Yeah, what does that Weird. mean? Yeah, so I'm like, what's in this drink? Um, <laughs> so uh, the way it kind of came down is it, it, it we were in uh, Nassau. So it, it, the, the storm came down the ocean and kind of went over top of the top part of the island. 
So Abaco is the area that got hit the hardest and they were like evacuating people. Get out of here. Wow. Other islands in the Bahamas, they were like, get out. They were evacuating people, jumping on boats and taking them to main main dot main islands um, because this was this was coming in pretty fast and furious. Uh, things started getting knocked over. Tiki huts were getting demolished on the beach. Um, they evacuated the first floor of my hotel uh, because the water, like there was, there's some of them were like beachfront views and it's like a sliding door, oh. like a patio door. The water was up almost thigh high. Jeez. So when I say you've heard the term it raining, it's raining sideways. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. like it, you, it's like you could see it just coming at your face. It wasn't coming down. It was so fast and it would die down for a little bit and it would be quiet. And then all of a sudden the winds just pick right back up and the, and the rains just spiraling around you. Like it was coming from all kinds of different directions. It's, it's, it's gnarly. Okay. Did you go out in it and experience those 110 kilometer per hour winds? I think it was 110 where you were in the Bahamas. Yeah. So uh, no, I didn't. Oh, come on. <laughs> You've seen Anderson Cooper on the beach during a hurricane. Yeah. You could have done that. Yeah. And I think it always looks so stupid when they do it. <laughs> so I was like, no, I'm good. I didn't need a tiki hut to fall over on me or anything like that. So I was like, you know what? I'm good. But they, uh, they shut down the beach completely. You know, they put the red flags up and everything and they don't want anyone on the beach. Uh, so after uh, it, the main part of it hit on Tuesday, shingles were coming off the, uh, off the resort. Mm-hmm. And there's like all these boards from the Tiki huts and all sort of th- uh, other things that were falling apart from the, the pier that's down the beach. Uh, that wood was floating up onto the shore <laughs> on Wednesday. Oh my God. So they were like, don't go in the water because you don't want to step on a, a board. So th- they spent the entire day Wednesday cleaning it all up because it was, it was a disaster. It was wow. crazy. Like, did you spend a lot of time inside? Like, did they have like cafes and game places and yeah, stuff? Yeah, do a lot of indoor activities. Yeah, whatever. Well, how many <laughs> restaurants and bars are there not on the first floor? Like, it seems like you were basically in prison for a day. Well, so uh, the main part of the hotel is elevated up to like a second floor, uh, and it's far enough back that the water didn't make it all the way to the main building. So, picture almost like a like a horseshoe shaped hotel ah so the ends of the horseshoe is what's closest to the the ocean that's the area that got the most damage um so yeah i mean it's it's fun and to be like oh yeah we we experienced this but if it got any worse it would have been not a fun story so we ended up we wanted to do a day trip into nassau go downtown and then go to atlantis and -hmm. and do all that kind of stuff we weren't allowed to on the wednesday because they said half the roads were shut down like because they were all underwater and the cars would make it through. The taxis couldn't drive through it. So we were like, oh, okay. So we did it Thursday because by then they'd already started, um, you know, putting sand over top of everything and soaking up the water. Uh, but like the sea foam that comes up and all the garbage in oh, downtown yeah. NASA around senior frogs, it looked like a, like a disaster area. <laughs> like it was unbelievable how much garbage had come flying up and over the pier and just onto the street. And, and they were saying the white caps were super high and, uh, yeah, like I said, never experienced anything like that. It was a category. I think it's category four tropical storm before it becomes a hurricane. Gotcha. Yeah. That's where we were. And uh-huh. as soon as it passed us, it turned into a hurricane and then smoked Miami even worse than it hit the Bahamas. Huh. So I know that you are a good person and your well. wife is a good person. <laughs> so not you, but I am willing to bet 
that some asshole who was also on your trip left a negative Google review for the hotel. Oh, that would be oh, yeah. such a dick move. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. That would be such a dick move. Went to the Bahamas that. and the fucking bar was closed. Yeah. The, oh, why wasn't the, the pool bar open? I'm like, well, because there was, you know, 90 mile an hour winds coming at your face. I'm like, maybe that's part of the reason why. You couldn't stand a cup up on the bar. Because it's blowing over yeah. in like a millisecond. What do you think? He's, come on. Oh, I read some of the reviews that, that people put in. And, oh, you know, yeah. Like we booked it. We, we just wanted to do a little getaway. So we weren't looking for glitz and glamour and really kind of going over the top because mm-hmm. you could really spend in Bahamas. Especially like, in oh, NASA. Yes. Yeah. And you, was your hotel too set up where you had to buy an all-inclusive package? kind of thing or uh, you have the regular meals only or something no I we know. did the all-inclusive okay yeah, 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 yeah and there's not a lot of them there um, yeah there's not so we, we were and we were happy with with it being i would describe it as and no disparaging no disparaging this business or anything but it would be like staying at the monte carlo inn in bahamas oh it's fine it's clean it's nice enough it works but it's not glamorous but, yeah, right yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. atlantis no, no it's not did you atlantis. have a good time though did you so a baby moon is meant to be just time with the two of you together before baby comes of course most people a know what? that a what ba- is that a baby moon that it was a baby moon they went on it's like a honeymoon. It's so it's it's before the baby comes. You spend time as a couple, just the two of you, to spend that quality time. Because once baby comes, it's all about the baby. You've never heard of this before? No. Oh, they actually have a name for it. Yeah, it's called the baby moon. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. All right. Here's here's the way I look at it. There's a trip to the Bahamas involved in it. I don't care if you call it a baby moon. I don't care if you call it Diabetes Appreciation Month. I, whatever. <laughs> if, whatever you're celebrating, if it includes me going to the beach, I'll take it. Sure. Yeah. And you moon, had a good yay. time. You had a good time. Yeah. All things considered, I mean, it was <laughs> yeah. still okay. Yeah, we made, it, good. we made it work. We still got some sun. I still got a sunburn. It's all oh, good. good. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Love I love it. it. Uh, we are late. We've got a roll, but is there any apologies we have to do before we wrap it up? Absolutely. We should apologize to unions. Uh, we should also <laughs> apologize to unions because they're spelt uh, in a way that you should pronounce it onions. And, they, <laughs> and they'd be a lot less effective if we called them onions. Um <laughs> We should also apologize. Leche's talking to the onion again. Yeah, there he is, peeling off the layers of the onion. Um, we should apologize to verified people. We should apologize to unverified uh, and spam accounts. We should apologize to you as well. We should apologize to Scott and Cat for them being scammed, even though it had nothing to do with us. Uh, we should also apologize to anyone who's ever been part of a tropical storm, created a tropical storm, or had a tropical storm named after them. We apologize to you as well. And finally, to Mike Tyson, not because he did anything in particular, not because we did anything to him, but just because it's a good idea. And on that, have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. CNN just announced that they're no longer allowing their anchors to drink on or off camera during the network's <laughs> New Year's Eve coverage. <laughs> when they heard that, Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper were like, okay, edibles it is. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> That's right, no drinking on New Year's Eve. At that point, it's not a party, it's just a news channel filming a clock. Do you know what I'm saying? A Florida scientist recently found an entire alligator inside a Burmese python. It's what's called a Florida turducken. Some business news, uh, Frontier Airline is now selling something called the Go Wild annual pass, which offers unlimited flights for a year. It's funny, because Go Wild is also the name of Southwest's boarding process. The Senate passed a bill to expand medical marijuana research by unanimous consent. They also decided by an 85 to 15 vote that unanimous is a funny word. <laughs> the After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.